Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's Forens the fiance. And we are back. Um we were not back last week because uh life and also technical difficulties. Um but we're back this week. Um but then we're not back <laughs> for another two weeks. Um because again, technical difficulties. It's just guys, I don't know, it's just a lot trying to record um what is it across the equator or the pond or whatever it is yeah and the particular equator that's the problem i mean that's not correct that's geographically correct but like if i was recording in like any other country wouldn't be that bad but just like nigeria so yeah yeah it's wild as in the delay we're experiencing right now is actually wild. Like, I literally am so focused trying to catch everything that this is I saying. Li- like, you I guys literally- don't even know. I literally could, like, sing a song in the in the delay. Like, I could sing a whole, like, cater to you in the delay that there is in this, like, video right, right now. <laughs> the struggle is real. Hold tight trying to sync whatever singing we do. Boy. Um, but, yeah, so... After today's episode, which is coming out on... What is the date that this is coming out on? Is it the 15th? Mm-hmm. It should be coming out on the 15th, yeah. Cool. Uh, the next episode that you will get from us will be out on the 5th of August. Just because, you know, too much of a good thing is not always great, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also because we we can uh like we we this is this is so long so basically for will be back by then and we can begin recording again oh hopefully in person as yeah. well that would be fun yeah, yeah. are you really gonna to bring alcohol to each other are you really gonna trek to northwest what is that you asking like i don't have reasons to be there i'll just combine the times i mean yeah but it's gonna be a weekly thing so are you weekly gonna come no are you not gonna come here at times no is that not in your... I mean, I, I, it is, but I'm carless, so... My mum keeps telling me her car doesn't Girl, go bah. to... You have car access to a car. You know when you're buying car insurance, they say... Do you have access to another car? Yeah. No. <laughs> My mum keeps telling yeah. me that her car doesn't go and to you certain do... postcodes. So, yeah. I'll have to see wow. if your postcode is the one... If, one of if the first well, well then, if anything, she just she just doesn't a, like me driving long distances time. in her car. That's what it really comes down to. But yeah, in person, <laughs> in person via FaceTime. Um, all right, guys. Anyway, so yeah, next episode is going to be the fifth of August. Sorry to start this on such a downer. I know you guys will be sad, but it means that you will enjoy this episode even more because it's the last one for a couple of weeks. <laughs> okay, yeah. savor it savour it like fine wine so what are we doing today we are doing outrage and also before we get into it like i just feel like energy levels feel like they're going to be low but it's nothing to do with the documentary it's nothing to do with both of us it's just the complexities of not being able to have like a normal conversation like i say stuff that's ordinarily funny and bd should laugh but then yeah, i have to wait like so 30 40 seconds for a reaction and by then i'm just like what the fuck am i doing fam i have to wait for the laugh and i'm like rah did it not bang or what <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and also like my ear right. is like what is happening my ear is like blocked and it keeps like popping like and i'm just like 
Why is happened. it always blocked? Because I've had an infection in that ear and like it's just reoccurring now. So every like year around like July, oh, August, it's just, like, like it, recurring, right? Yeah. That's did I say reoccurring? Recurring, yeah. Why did I say that? Okay. Cool. Wow. So today, the blood of Jesus. Today we're doing outrage, and this documentary was. This documentary was a documentary. I was mean, it a documentary? no. <laughs> Do you know, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what it is? What it is is, it just was kind of like a bunch of people answering questions to the camera about stuff. Like I don't know, like maybe that it wasn't is what even that. Is. I don't know, but it just something about it just felt very homemade. Okay, okay, and fair enough. This was produced. I say produced. I use that word very, very like loosely, but it was produced in two thousand and nine. Yeah, it was like two thousand and nine. It was very hickey hagger. Like, I mean, they got their point across. So I guess, you know, as the viewer, fine, I kind of got it. But it was kind of like, okay, I don't know. It was, it was somehow, it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. It's called Outrage 2009. Um, but it was, it was somehow. I don't advocate, advocate, advocate anybody watching this documentary. And this is not a slight or slander to the person that recommended it, because the person that recommended it, I love, and I loved the actual content. And No, I didn't love the content. I loved the the idea, but the execution was so shit. Like, it wasn't even like people... Yeah, like, it wasn't even the people answer, like... The answer, that is it. I feel like if... It wasn't even people like answering questions. It was just a jumble of crap. Like I don't know what they were thinking. They should it was, have followed. You know how sometimes one... we say like, "Oh, it's a bit higgy hagger." Oh God, it's this it was, was very higgy hagger. Like they literally, they didn't follow not one train. Like nothing was to completion. It was like lots and lots and lots of foreplay, but then nothing. Like at the end, you didn't even come. Like it was. It was just. There was just. That's it was just so useless. You just look at yourself and you're like, what. What was any what was any of this? What was any of it for? It's like they're leading you down all these multiple little trails of things, but then nothing. Like nothing. It's like and it was an hour and a half and then of cock teasing. Literally, literally cocks. The cocks like, were teased. There's such a thing as too much foreplay. Like there's actually such a thing. Um Sometimes that's why it's the four, because it's before and there was no after and it was just like uh There was four and no play. Yeah, very strange. There was four and no play. <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so the documentary opens like oh God, okay the, no let's actually let me actually be serious because <laughs> like yeah i'm pissed off but let me actually yeah okay <laughs> i'm just happy that we both equally dislike the doc because sometimes i dislike it and you're like no it was fine and i'm like this was garbage but it's good that you hate it too yeah so yeah. the quote, the quote unquote documentary. Opens. It was, and I also feel like I also feel like this coupled with our um, so this coupled with our um, like technical issue, issues and like just the longness of actually recording, recording. Yeah, I feel like because this documentary was the way that it was, it was very much like like guys, we're recording this on Monday, and this is coming out on Thursday. Like we never normally this has been recorded. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's like no, there was no desire there was no desire to watch it again before the delayed recording because it was kind of like mm, 
there was not there was no need there was no need there was no need but Literally. i think this would be a great episode because we have we have many thoughts <laughs> yeah it was kind of like a car crash where like you can't stop looking but you want to look away and then you do, when you've seen it all you don't want to remember it that's what it was because i literally came into recording and i was like wait i don't even remember what the fuck i watched what what did i watch again like yeah yeah it's traumatic. I don't want to revisit it. Do you know it, what is so funny are. about this recording situation that we're in right now? Yeah, is that like the the lag is so bad? Yeah, that like I, I have to like stare at Forenza's eyes to make sure that she blinks just to know that it's not frozen because <laughs> I literally I'm just looking at her and I'm just like <laughs> I'm like wait, am I supposed to be hearing something now or not? Like, do I react? Do I speak? This like, is the ghetto. Oh, this, this is the ghetto. Retata. Like, literally. No, it's, it's Ooh, the ghetto. But yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So we don't want to relive it, but here we are reliving. Go ahead. Here we is. Um, cool. So this documentary opens up. I say quote unquote documentary opens up. Um, and it's telling us about American politicians <laughs> living in the closet and, like, those who escaped. So, basically, that's what the documentary is about. And to be honest, like, the documentary could have just ended there. It could have just been, like, some mm. American politicians are in the closet, some have come out, and it would have been, like, yeah. it would have been better than all the shit we ended up watching. Like, genuinely, like, it would have been better. So, we see this, like, compilation mm. of <laughs> Republican Senator Larry Craig who had been arrested and he does a press conference apologising. And at this point, we're not really like 100% sure what he got caught doing. And then it goes on to tell us that basically he had been caught soliciting like sex in a hotel, like bathroom. Um, And basically he's been living in the closet. And it's really funny though, because the other day I was watching this um, documentary. No, No, not documentary. I was watching this show on netflix is called paradise pd and like it's really like overtly sexual at times mm-hmm. and basically like in that cartoon this... yeah, yeah 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 yeah. you know me like big mouth all that shit like i lap it up um and basically yeah, like yeah yeah i think i started watching that you know what paradise pd yeah ages ago ages ago and i just never oh, went back it to through. it but it's like a cartoon it's like an adult cartoon yeah follow on it netflix through, follow right it yeah yeah follow it through follow it through okay i will I've been looking for something new. I just went back. I just went back and restarted Modern Family. But yeah, no, I watched this. <laughs> Guys, the camera is so pixelated right now. BD looks like she took her picture on like a landline. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> on an um, Android. <laughs> <laughs> Android Insta story. Um yeah so basically i say all this to say yeah they had this episode <laughs> <shit of>, emojis <laughs> <laughs> they had this episode of paradise pd where they were like talking about like senators that were in the closet or whatever and it was funny it reminded me of this dreadful um documentary but yeah so basically we meet one of the young boys that larry has had sex with um and basically the boys just explaining how it went down how he met him and he paid him and told him that he needs to keep his mouth shut because basically like he can ruin him in this town at like a snap of a finger and all of this um and like basically they, there's so many laws like impacting the lgbt community that larry has voted against basically like I, i've been saying basically a lot but yeah larry has voted against because you know, he's Republican. Mm. And Republican doesn't mean you have to be um, a bigot or an idiot or whatever. But 
they tie, and we learn a bit more about this in as the documentary goes on. But right. they tie a lot of their principles. But many to the times church. it does. <laughs> they tie a lot of their principles to the church, and so therefore, like they latch onto that that principle of like, yeah, don't be gay or whatever. Um, so now again, this is what I mean. It just jumps like from place to place. Like it really I does. Get whiplash. From this documentary honestly so we meet larry like michael rogers sorry and he's a gay activist yeah and he's a gay activist who is working on um outing republican gay politicians um and he's had like he's what do you feel to... about this how did you feel about this i was in two minds because yeah nobody should be outed everybody deserves the right to come out as they please but if you're actively doing something that is harmful to a community that you, in mm-hmm. a sense, belong to and almost profit off of, and like he, they get their sexual gratification from the LGBT community, but then you're putting in these laws that are harmful, then you should be like people should know, like gay men who sleep with your bisexual men or people in the the, um, LGBT community who, like, sleep with you deserve to know that they're sleeping with someone who's potentially harmful to their lifestyle. And I think that's... From that aspect, it's actually fair enough. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, I think I I agree. I mean, I don't think it's right to out anybody... Um, Because I think that's, like, a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, let somebody tell their story. But then also, like you said, you are actually detrimental to the LGBTQIA community, of which you are a part of, whether, like, whether you want to deny it or not. Because it's not as if, like, you have feelings of being gay or you're attracted to men and then you kind of force yourself not to act on them. Mm -hmm. Like, you are literally, like, with other men in the community. So, like, there are actually, like, faces to the feelings that you have. Yeah. Do you go, I mean, this is the person. So when you're voting against all these bills that would benefit gay people, you literally know of that you're literally, even if you do not see yourself as one, yeah, you literally are, like, taking advantage of people who you know your vote, like, Effects. compromises. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just very... It's very, yeah, it's like, very wow. Self-hate, yeah. like... Self-hate on 100 so um he yeah so michael rogers basically has have met like two or three men who've slept with larry and um he's also outed another congressman called ed truck doesn't that remind you of the office it's not ed truck it's ed schrock but you have taken the office and you've no. made him ed truck it's wait, schrock. wait oh was it <laughs> in the documentary his name is ed schrock yes <laughs> oh shit in the office you literally have like amalgamated the two <laughs> i'm a stick with truck <laughs> but yeah um and basically we hear like okay. recordings of this guy <laughs> on like gay sex lines trying to solicit sex and subsequently he drops out of running for re-election but like he never comes out and is like yeah that's me like let me live my truth which is which is very wild like you got caught red hanging like like 4k like what like red just come up like yeah I'm I'm gay. Like, I guess everybody should come out when they want to, but it's a bit ridiculous to say it's not you but when we can literally then, hear your voice. I think that also this just shows like the deep seated like hate for the fact that they're gay. 
and also the fact that they know that I would rather not even be in the race than Mm. to concede that I'm actually gay and let people know that. Like, that just goes to show how big of a deal it is to them in their minds, like, how bad that they think it is or they know how badly they'll be treated as a result. So, yeah, yeah, I think they're all, like, full of shit and they're all idiots, yeah, but then also it's kind of like, eesh, like, you really are, like, I don't know, like, you... You you, played yourself. You really hate yourself. Yeah. So, Michael Mm. says... I'm going to tell people who these horrible traitors are, and they are traitors to their people. I believe that. And I felt that it was time for me to start reporting that as hypocrisy. Not outing people who are gay, but reporting on individuals who are working against the community that they then expect to protect them. Which is absolutely, like, true in the sense that, like, if I came out today and I was like, yeah, like, I'm vegan, vegan activist, like, vegan leather, only eat, like, fake chicken, cauliflower chicken, all of this great cool and i make all this noise about people who eat meat and stuff like that and then i go on holiday and i start eating a burger like it's hypocrisy and i'm not saying it's the same thing being outed as non-vegan as opposed to like your actual sexuality but i understand that angle of it especially as what you are doing is negatively affecting like a marginalized group like it's it's actually yeah like it's it's wild yeah exactly like it's so much worse than that example that you give. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the example is, 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 is a good it's a good comparison in terms of like you being a hypocrite kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously like when you're gay, like literally it's not your choice because these men would definitely have chosen not to be gay if they yeah. could. Um but yeah, I think it's, it's it is you literally are harming the people that you're sleeping with. Like mm-hmm. you're harming yourself. But then also you're not really accepting of that part of yourself. So I guess in yeah. your mind you're not really harming yourself. So maybe you can live with that one. Yeah. But then it's like you are harming the people that you are like... Because some of these Sworn guys are like in protect. relationships with, with, with guys. And it's like, yeah. how am I going to sleep with you and be in a relationship with you knowing that like you're doing everything in your power to make sure that we don't succeed or we don't like thrive mm. as mm-hmm. a people, as like you said, as a marginalised group. Like, Yeah. Very strange. It's actually crazy. So some of the talking heads are split at this point. They say that they feel sympathy for those who are being exposed. And, like, similar to what we've said before, like, nobody should be outed. Like, it's a personal journey. You out yourself when you come out, rather, when you feel comfortable. Um, And others are like, yeah, like, they're hypocrites. Like, they're making rules against gay Mm. people when they're gay themselves. And it's negatively impacting the community. So, like go for gold basically so now we meet charlie christ who's a republican senator and he's like strongly against gay marriage did you think this guy was gay uh do you know what i literally i'm just looking at you and i'm just smiling because i can't hear shit like last thing i heard you say was (laughs) charlie christ who's and i've not heard anything since then no so did you think did you believe he was gay (laughs) guys i'm so sorry this is such (laughs) oh yeah he's gay Oh, okay, cool. I don't think there was anybody on this, like, documentary they came out was like, oh, you're gay. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, they're all gay. Like, 100% all gay. Yeah. Yeah, who's gay? He is, yeah. Okay. Um, so, um... Yeah, he's gay. It's like, he's gay, sir. We know. Ah, it's okay. It's like you're in a glass closet. Like, who, like, doesn't know that you're gay? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> So we meet an alternate journalist um, who reports basically 
stories the mainstream media would not and he was one who broke this story about chris being gay but and he also like ropes in the guys like he had allegedly been with but this story doesn't go far like a lot of people don't pick it up and then the him and the guys that like come out and say yeah they've been with him are the ones that receive like the backlash and nobody should receive backlash for being gay but i guess the outing or the outation did not have the desired effect which was to be like "Uh uh-huh you're a hypocrite so yeah um so basically now there's a discussion on the documentary about how it's kind of like the importance of outing these closeted politicians because basically the public often mirrors what their leaders do so like they go into like the discussion about the ronald reagan administration and how it brought about many closeted gays um and these closeted gays then went on to ignore the aids epidemic in america and it's the same thing like if you watch that documentary on netflix Mm. crack it's very similar like ronald reagan administration full of white old republican men ignoring the crack um epidemic in minority areas deaths leading to you know what happened um and i think this is a really good thing to raise because it's something you directly see i think sometimes when people talk about okay the inequalities faced by gay people like they can't get married they can't have kids kind of thing i mean you think just off okay like not me personally but people say okay it's not life and death and also it's not something you can physically see like you can't physically see the pain someone goes through because they can't adopt a kid or because they can't marry the person they love but when people are literally dying Mm. from a disease that the government refuses to do anything about because it's quote unquote the gay disease this is something you physically can see there's something you physically see like lives are being lost yeah in, in numbers yeah literally and so it's not saying that other stuff doesn't affect gay people i'm just saying that this was really in your face and it shows how like the laws and the people who are in power matter when it comes to As in, like if, if, if you don't take if you don't care about this and if you don't want to do better with this then it's like do you even care about these people like yeah. do you see them as human because yeah. if there was a disease that was ravaging children or whatever you would definitely be like okay cool let's sort this out so clearly yeah. you you don't see them as lives that deserve to be like saved which is really really sad and very stupid yeah and guys i just want to point out when i said like i think i said gay disease i had quotation marks but you guys can't see me so i just want to point out i don't believe it's like a disease that only affects gay people i had the quotation marks because that's the way the those people think they but you know guys can see me this. no they no know. no don't be saying they know because when they pull this snippet out and come and say i gotta clarify okay um but yeah mm, so um context 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 <laughs> um so basically the talking heads are now discussing how this aids um, epidemic <laughs> and closeted gays caused like a genocide and that was deadly to the lgbt community um and there's this particular senator ed koch who is that how it's pronounced is it koch or cock i don't know it's k-o-c-h you can call it koch you can call it cock i really don't give a fuck um so he was violently <laughs> Because he a dick. I think he have his name written down for him. <laughs> <laughs> so he was violently Ooh. against gay rights and, um, you know, helping during the AIDS um, pandem- epidemic. And multiple talking heads are able to recount his lovers. And there was one in particular called Richard Nathan, who basically was threatened by Ed after they broke up and had to leave New York. And basically he ended up dying 
of um, from complications with AIDS. And it's just wild. And the reason I brought this up is because, again, this is the direct chain. Like, you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. You are a closeted senator who makes laws that do not protect people in minorities, specifically LGBT. They are dying from a disease that if you helped, you know, they would be surviving. Your lover then dies. So it's like... They would not be like dying, you said, exactly. Literally, like you said, like, they're face-to-face with these people and they don't care. Like, it's 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 mad. And I just hope you guys yeah. understand. This is what I mean about this documentary jumping because... As I'm narrating it to you, this is what we are seeing. It's not like they go on to like tell us are more we about right now. Fam. It's not like they go on to tell us more about one senator or this or that or the third. It literally just goes one minute we're talking about Ed, the next this another, then it's this, then it's that. It's not straight. I don't know what they were. It was almost like, you know when people send That's you those it. And there's nothing to completion. Literally. Nothing to completion. You know when people send you those creepy letters in the mail where they like cut out different letters and put it together on a paper? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the documentary the equivalent. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, agreed. Um, so now we meet Senator Jim McCree. We don't meet these people, but they introduce them. And he would scout fraternity houses looking for young yeah. men to sleep with. And he started off his political career as a Democrat. He was all for, like, LGBT laws. He was atheist. And then suddenly he becomes Republican, Christian, and marries and has a kid. And it's just like that... Um, I don't know if you've seen that clip where the guy's like, oh, yeah, like, I've been cured from, like, the gay, like, this is the vibe I'm getting from this guy. Like, he's been saved from, oh, like... Oh, delivered. Yeah, delivered, literally. Like, you know, also, it reminds me of I Santana. I am delivered. It reminds me of Santana, who was like, yeah, when he's 50, yeah, come on, he's just going to stop being Santana's gay. Name, man. <laughs> Santana's saucy with it. I mean, yeah, he, he is saucy with it. But that was just like, that day I was actually dying. Like, what do you mean when you get to 50? It's just not like, what you're going to so do? Funny. Like, it's time to grow up. Um, but yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I'm done. I've had enough dicks. <laughs> oh, God. So um, now the talking heads are talking about how the journalists themselves have remained closeted. And again, this was so fucking irrelevant. Like, it, it was just like, why did we have this, like, snippet in here? And then we hear about, like, this guy called Shepard Smith who was gay yes. and then he was outed. And, yeah. So we're in Washington and everyone's talking about how Washington is so gay <laughs> and everyone's and in the closet. Literally, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> we didn't even catch a flight. We didn't even check our bags. Suddenly we're in Washington somehow. Um, <laughs> and it's not just Republican. It's not just Republicans that are like on the down low, Democrats too. And then this guy like Bernie, um, Barney Frank from the House of Representatives says he started off closeted for 20 years. And then we jump to Jim McGreevy who comes out after having an affair with a man. So Jim like was a really interesting one because he says And so you deny this thing, but what happens is it's it, it comes out. And it comes out in dark places. You begin to believe that it is shameful because you're acting for me in shameful ways. I mean, where am I having sex? I'm having sex in back alleys of abandoned synagogues. I'm having sex in on rest stops. Well the fact is my straight friends were, you know, picking up their girlfriends in bars and at parties and doing it wherever, I didn't have that opportunity to do it in public ways that were 
healthy, that we're safe, and that we're accepted. And so by doing it in secret, closeted ways, I believe it is unhealthy for the psychology, it is unhealthy for the being, and it was unhealthy for my soul. And this is such a, like, I found this probably the best bit of the whole documentary, because he basically says that all his single friends were having healthy relationships, meeting people, like, at parties, bars, dating apps, whatever, going on dates, getting to know each other. And he had to be meeting people in seedy areas, having sex, trying not to get caught. In secret, yeah. That's when it becomes shameful because you are ashamed of it. And this shame comes from shameful messages. And I think this is why it's so important for people to be comfortable in their sexuality, like, and not to feel shame. I mean, there are other reasons, but this is definitely one of them. And basically, Yeah, and I think for other people to allow other people to be comfortable as well, because I mm. feel like it's a thing where it's like, of course, if all... So you're attracted to men, but you're not allowed to be gay. All your romantic or sexual relationships with the with the kind of people you want to be with are shrouded in shame. Like, you can't just hold hands and walk down the street. You can't yeah. just, like, tell your friends, oh, my days, he messaged me this, or da 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 Like, the normal things that you'd have in, like, a normal relation or accepted relationship, like, you can no longer do. So it kind of... I feel like that just taints. It puts, like, a a better taste or like a negative spin on whatever situation or relationship or encounter that you're going to have because you just know that cool this isn't okay and i shouldn't be doing this so how can yeah. how can anything flourish do you know what i mean yeah so we're back to larry and after his scandal um he's on news saying he's not gay he's not bi and he does not agree with that lifestyle and it's just like ridiculous like you were caught red-handed you know (laughs) like what are you even talking about like so why were you soliciting a man in a bathroom like were you buying cookies from him or what exactly for what what reason for what like make it make sense So one talking head says, for a lot of closeted gays, it's easier to align yourself with groups that are against these people, which is something we, like, we know. Um, It's like what the coons do, isn't it? They want to align themselves with the whites to feel like, yeah, um, I'm not like them blackies. Yeah. I'm better. Yeah. So one of the talking heads also says that... The feeling in the closeted Republic, Republican commu- community is that the gay people who are out of the closet are weak. Like, it's like they didn't have the stomach to stay in the closet, so they have to push their sexuality onto others. Like, right. rather than, than you I to like have the, the strength to stay there, repress it, to conform and be that strong guy, you then have to come out and be gay and, you know, take the quote-unquote easy road. And um, straight people don't shove their sexuality down other people's throats. So why should gay people? Yes, and, they fucking and do. And literally, I was just about to say, yes, they fucking do. Everything you see is so, like, sexualized. And it's always heterosexually sexualized. Yeah, even to kids. You'll see a little boy, oh, he's going to break so many hearts. Oh, he's going to be a heartbreaker. Oh, have you got a girlfriend? Like, you're in school and they ask you these stupid things. So Honestly. what's the difference between me saying to a little boy, oh, have you got a boyfriend? Literally. literally. Now it's wrong. Okay, but then if surely we don't sexualize anybody, nobody should be having any friends. Do you know what Literally. I mean? Everyone should just be facing their books. Literally. Like the, the moment you come to any gay somehow, ooh, all of a sudden it's, you're trying to push, push your, <laughs> your agenda. What does that even mean? Yeah. And basically it's just the desire to align with heterosexuality. Mm. So we meet Jim McGreevy's ex-wife and basically she says she had no clue that he was gay. They dated for four years before marrying. They had a great sex life. There was no indication that he was gay. So it's 2007. Maybe he's bi. Maybe. Maybe. I believe he's bi because for you to have like yeah, a very a good, good sex life. Yeah, I think he's bi. Yeah. I thought that was she's lying and the sex life wasn't good either way. 
So it's 2007 in Florida and Charlie um, Crist is chatting shit. Um, he's been nominated <laughs> as governor and basically he's the first bachelor. So the media is like focusing on his dating life. We learned that Chris was married for six months previously and now his ex-wife um, is with a woman. So it kind Did of somebody sounds say to beard? Me, <laughs> beard? It sounds to me like they had an arrangement. Why they didn't just keep that arrangement, I don't know. But right. she obviously was ready to come out of the closet. She fell in love. he was trying to keep her in it. Maybe she um, met someone who allowed, who, who provided a safe space for her to be Yeah. Free. So Chris went on to date multiple um, people and then denied being gay. And so basically the documentary then touches on politics in the church and how the Republican Party has this unholy um, alliance against with the church and their common, I guess, enemy is the LGBT. Like it's an easy target. It's something the church preaches against. So to align themselves with the church, they mm. preach against, you know, LGBT. I mean, there are other things as well, like abortion rights and so on and so forth. But yeah, like LGBT, like communities yeah. is an easy one but that makes sense they're all they're very much in the same vibe yeah the same like sexual whatever vibe um Obsession. and we see like a violent like a montage of violence against the lgbt community after bush's announcement to stop same-sex marriage and like just the sheer homophobia of bush's campaign and i was too young to remember this but i can only imagine that this must have been a thing because how can you as a president come and say like yeah i'm gonna like stop um people in lgbt community or same-sex marriage like the thought of somebody actually coming out and doing that right now is flipping wild to me like how can you it's come like, out and say this you? what the fuck what's your own i would marry at your doorstep if it was me i'm that kind of petty um so now we touch on mary cheney she's the daughter of vp dick cheney and she's an openly gay woman um and she has a partner like she's so she's in a relationship with a woman and she supports her father's and Bush's campaign and their campaign for re-election. And basically everyone's saying like, yeah, like she really could have made a big change. Like you were there, you saw all the the policies and everything, and you basically supported these people and you led them to re-election, knowing that they were harmful for like you know um your community and like there's this in thing of her That's in an wild. interview, I think it's with Jimmy Fallon or your, something. Your, your community, literally literally and she's basically saying that yeah like she talks to her dad about some of his policies and it's like yeah you talk to him so if you know that his policies are shit and they are harmful why the fuck are you supporting his campaign like what are you actually like on about what the fuck are you doing exactly and does he really support you if all the the laws that he's putting through and passing do not benefit you but i cannot imagine my black dad putting laws in place that 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 are detrimental to me as a black woman what so and then I'm coming out to say because this that's is what's my happening. Dad. <laughs> and then me supporting him, saying yeah, with ship raids, being like yeah, my dad supports. <laughs> blah, blah. No, that makes no sense. Literally. So, Jim Coble and James ship raids. <laughs> Jim Coble and James McGrevy Grevy. Yeah, they talk about how freeing it was to come out and how like you know it's much better than living in a closet and you're able to just be yourself which obviously i agree with and it's something that everybody should have the opportunity to experience um we're nearing the end of the documentary now and it's 2008 and it's six weeks from mccain choosing his (laughs) his vp running mate and chris is like gearing up 
to be, you know, picked. And so, like, everyone's like, yeah, he suddenly goes on off and gets engaged. And people basically see it as a bid to get to the VP office because there's no way, like, he would get there, especially in the Republican Party as an unmarried man. So he's doing this to quickly, like, get picked. Mm. So in 2008, um, August... Chris supports the amendment, um, the Second Amendment, for which is for making marriage only for men and women. And then in December of 2008, he marries. He obviously isn't elected or picked. And obviously, we know that McCain does not go on to become president. Um, the documentary basically is now literally really coming to an end. And it says, gay people do not have rights. That's why it's so important that we have, um, that we know about these relationships ships in the people's lives it as it affects politics which is true which is true unscreen text tells us that chris has appointed two florida supreme judge um court judges who are strongly opposed to gay marriage and he supports the ban on gay adoption and that is somebody who will never know peace i think and that's the end thankfully bruh I do think that, as we said, this was um, this documentary, documentary quote unquote, came out in two thousand and nine. So I'm sure that there has been like leaps and bounds in terms of the LGBTQIA community um, and rights since then. So I mean that's a positive, but also the mindset of these people is definitely a negative, and it's kind of like, babes, what's your own? Just be free, and be also, happy. It's only yourself yeah, that you're doing, and also literally. the whole community, low key. So. <laughs> And also the documentary was craps. I know we've said yeah. that, but I just want to say it again. Don't watch it. We've basically summarised it. And I can't emphasise enough, like, how it was summarised is how the documentary was. It was jumping from place to place, taking us on trips with no passports. Yeah. Like... It's probably more ordered yeah. the way that you did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like we said, we're going to have a break. Wild. Very wild. I don't know if we know what we're doing next be a surprise yeah yeah we're gonna have a break because too much sugar gives you cavities no we know what we're doing next it's i just don't remember what it's called basically it's about vr sex so virtual reality sex mm. do you remember yeah you picked that yeah. one yeah 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 i remember that one now i'm interested i'm intrigued i mean we've done a lot of doll sex so like men and dolls so i'm interested to see virtual reality sex not to see it. Yeah, but, but this is like no dolls involved, I don't think. Yeah, I know, no is... dolls allowed. Well, I would <laughs> like to see it. I would like to see it. Okay, um, you play the trailer. Yeah, Thank you so much for your patience with us. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I feel like you guys are really our ride or dies. And we appreciate. We appreciate. We really do. Yeah. Thank you for rocking with us thus far. We sure do. Okie cokey. Yeah, I'm going to play the trailer for you guys. Where can the people find us? Where can people find us? Where can the people find us? Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, at two girls one doc with an underscore at the TikTok one. They can find you on Twitter, Twitter, four hundred two underscores, and at your other podcast, Character Replay. And you can find the trailer right after this. And. Yeah, you can find us also again on the 5th of August. So set your calendar clocks and we'll have an episode for you then. 
and we'll and be it back. Will, will not be such a lag. Oh, I really hope I can edit out this lag because boy. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, boys and girls. Bye. Bye. My name is Tiger Drew Honey. Like pretty much everyone I know, I'd find it impossible to imagine living without my smartphone. But now a new bit of technology is coming that could be a total game changer for everything. From how we hook up with our mates to how we have sex. What's it like coming back into the real world? Not to worry about anything when you're in that world. Everything's so fun. Whoa. A new generation of virtual reality headsets will be available to buy in the next couple of months. This is an Oculus Rift. I'm an actor and both my parents were involved in the porn industry, so I reckon I'm pretty open-minded. But I had absolutely no clue what to expect when I explored virtual reality. Back in the room, almost like magical. I had my own avatar created. That was amazing. And tried my luck with a droid designed to be a lover. You can have me any way you want. Fun girl. And I even found out what virtual sex actually feels like when I went all the way with a machine. That is going to feel weird. In a sense, do you think it might be the start of a slippery slope for, like, human interaction? Well, if it is, you better wear some skis. Virginity is the state of the person who has never engaged in sexual intercourse.